This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Today we're going to be talking about Gladiator. 2000 and zero. Just 2000. That's when <laughs> yep. this came out. That's my name. Don't wear it. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott, starring uh, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, and I guess that's about it. Connie Nielsen from Wonder Woman now. And uh, Oliver Reed, Richard Harris. Yes, Richard Harris. Shine, oh. shine bright like a diamond, Hansu. The original Dumbledore. That's right. All right, uh, Scott, you pick this movie. Anything you want to start us off with before we get to our list? Um, just that uh, I, I part of the reason I picked this was because I think we actually have differing opinions on this one. So just want to go in with that. Uh, so hopefully, you know, maybe you'll be a little more spirited discussion on this who doesn't like swords and sandals i like the premise don't get me wrong <laughs> and all three of us took latin in high school so that didn't nice. co- come in handy at all simpruby sububy i think we all get i think all three of us get mad at a certain uh thing that they do in the movie that's not accurate at all but so we'll get to yeah. that well i was peeved but it's already a president set in decades of movies and, and television <laughs> Yes. Right, I know you get well, we're, pissed we're, off, Scott. We're here to correct the people, though. <laughs> Is it the will of the people to be corrected? We're here to, cor- to correct the uh, populi. Populi. Yeah, I, I guess. The populi. Oh, that's what? No. Plural people? Yes. Is there such thing as singular, <laughs> Is there such thing as singular people? Mmm. That's no, that's kind of a that's kind of a can mul- God make a rock multiple. too heavy that he can't lift it kind of question. Yeah. There's the multiple persons. Yeah. Is that like how person two persons? Fish, fishes. I don't know. There's categories. That's only fishes. when they're sleeping. <laughs> anyway, all right. Number seven. Uh, Scott, lead us off. <laughs> Thank God we. St- I was just about to start talking about conjugation, so it's a good thing coming out. Uh, all right. Uh, my number seven uh, is something that I thought was annoying. It was the the pseudo romance uh, between Maximus and Lucilla? Um, it it just felt wrong because you know his wife had been murdered like not that long ago, so you knew there was you know nothing was going to come of it. It's just kind of a, a kind of kind of a tacked on thing. Um, well, it was the style at the time. These were Roman times. I feel like, you know, I, I can see why they threw it in there for dramatic purposes, but I, I don't know. The, the whole thing just felt, like I said, it felt tacked on. Unnecessary. Because they had the whole son thing, the him acting as a father, and that made more sense. So you didn't need the added kind of romantic angle there. What? What romance? Though? I don't remember much between them. The, it was a little bit. Nah, it, it, was hev- they, it was heavily implied. It was he- very it heavily, was heavily implied. implied. Yeah, it was never consummated yeah. in any way, but they heavily implied it. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she like well, she gets like super upset anytime something's gonna happen to him once she knows that it's him down there. So, whoa. Yeah, I just thought you know they had a past, and, and I think she held on to it more than he did. I, yeah, it was a bit one-sided. Yeah, but still. Well, okay. they never implied that there was like previous romantic whatever. He's got so a wife I, and kid. But I thought it was before that. Like I thought he's like I've moved on. I that's I always got out of it. Maybe I just. And no ancient Roman ever cheated on his wife. <laughs> that's true. All right. Um, not with not with not with women, anyways. Woo. <laughs> Number seven, Alex. My number seven is kind of along the lines, but not really. The Joaquin Phoenix. What's what's his character's name? Com- Emperor Commodus. Douchebag. Commode. Commodus. And his very almost incestuous feelings towards his sister, and he pins her on the bed. Ugh. Almost incestuous. So well, yeah, because they don't actually do anything. But he got he way too close, and so it was implied that he'd probably force himself yeah. on her before. But <laughs> what, what is <laughs> Jeff? What is your term for that? <laughs> um, rape? No, the <laughs> that's a good term for it. Yeah, that's what it looked like. The Luke and Leia thing. Oh god, I said that one time. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Rape anyway, it, it, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Said one time, jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's creepy. He's not merciful. All right, uh, my number seven. Just kind of continue off that was the he played that character very creepily. He was a good villain. Yeah. Um, not only with that, but just him being kind of pathetic and like um. Wanting to be like Maximus, but not being, and just just getting rid of the Senate, all that stuff. Yeah, he was he was a mm-hmm. he's a good villain, and uh, his little lip thing helps hate him. <laughs> Jeez, Jeff. I think he's got that beard now. <laughs> does he, he doesn't still have that? Does he? Hmm. His walking hard beard or whatever that was. So anyway, good villain, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I've only seen a few of his movies, but I've always liked him in them. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a good actor, that kid. Yeah. He's going to go places. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six was <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's Commodus, but just the opposite. Oh, uh, you don't like him? Not at all. Wow. Uh, it's way like over the top, but not in a in a fun way. Uh, I thought you were going to say he was too relatable. I couldn't see him as a villain. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hero of this tale. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just... He, he was trying too hard. He was just trying... Like... like what it Sometimes likened to uh, Vin Diesel in the last Fast and Furious movie where he acts <laughs> the shit out of it. Uh, it was just a little too much. Um, a lot of the scenes he, he's in are just way overwrought. Um, well, you I get he does in he Roman does times. he does. Is that your your answer to everything, Alex? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the amphitheater, they had to project and stuff and be whoa over the top, so people way back in the. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking like the very first scene, like when he is about to spoilers. You when he murders his father, uh, that like tearful. 
pathetic thing he's doing. It just it's too much. It's it's it should be a little more understated. Uh, I, he does do a good job being slimy, I guess, but I don't. It's just a little too on the nose with kind of the the mustache twirling, uh, so, so to speak. So to speak, you go even the, the lip, lip, lip twirling, the, the hair lip twirling. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so yeah, it's my number six. I, I did not care for Walking Phoenix in this, and he had one of the most annoying, uh, annoyingly quoted lines for for that year, anyways. The the vex this vexes me. Oh, this vexes me greatly. Busy busy little bee. That's pretty bad too. <laughs> I will admit it's not his fault for the for the bad dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, number six. My number six, and I always kind of cringe a little bit when Russell Crowe is trying to be a badass, and he's like, "Whoa, there was." That was a great display when all the gladiators band together and they actually when they're reenacting the battle with the gladiators and they were supposed to lose and get slaughtered, but since Maximus was there, he rallied all the gladiators and they quote unquote changed history in that little gladiatorial play. Then the Emperor goes down and he's like, That was great. What's your name? He just goes, My name is Gladiator. Like you you couldn't have think of Anything better. <laughs> yeah. My is, name is Gladiator. Yeah, for a great general, that was a pretty weak effort. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then it's followed up by one of the greatest scenes in the movie, in my opinion. So badass. Where he just pulls off his helmet and tells him his real name. So maybe I think I like <laughs> his speech because of the juxta- juxtaposition of how terrible that first part was. Peaks and valleys. So, I don't know. My Yeah. <laughs> So my name is my name is Bob. <laughs> uh, sandal sword guy. <laughs> he's just looking around the stadium. He's just pulling like uh, usual suspects. My name is my name is yeah. Sand Stairs Box <laughs> Takahashi Boximus. <laughs> You remember that one Family Guy where Peter's trying to like come up with a fake name? <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite uh, Family Guy moments. I forgot season one. I forgot what it does, Peter. But all of a sudden, just a damn Griffin flies by. P tear. Just through the room. Griffin. Peter Griffin. Damn it. The The Simpsons had a great one with the Homer in the backseat of the mob car. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. My real name is Joe Valachi. The same Joe Valachi that ratted out the mob in 1987? Uh, Benedict Arnold. The same one that betrayed America to the hated British? <laughs> Barney Gumbel. Not... The same Barney Gumbel's for taking naked pictures of my sister? <laughs> Let us not forget Sal Undy. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Sal Undy. All right. Anyways. Nice. I like it. I mean, I don't like it. I see what you're saying, but yeah, the follow-up's good. Um, mm-hmm. My number six is a bunch of questions, and th- and I, it's one of my big negatives of this, is I don't understand who owns Maximus. Well, it's the dude that dies in the middle of the movie, right? Like, why is there... First of all, why is he all of a sudden a slave? He goes... His wife's dead. He's laying on the ground, and they pick him up. You're a slave now. Like... Yeah. That's actually isn't that kind of historically accurate? But he could have. <laughs> they just pick you up, put you in chains, and then, well, because hey, he was dehydrated and 
he couldn't put up a fight. So they put him in chains. He's like, Ugh. Uh, and then did he ride from Germany to Spain on a horse in like a day? Like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I, the whole beginning of this movie doesn't make sense. Like, I have, who owns Maximus? Why can't that dude who seems to like him and everything that's part of this, why can't he just set him free? Why does it have to be, like, the emperor? You know, He, he tells the story about how it was uh, the previous Caesar that set him free. Like, how, how does that work? Isn't he owned by that guy right there? Couldn't he at any moment say you're free? Um, yeah, but then he wouldn't be making money. Sure, but he's also acting like he's his best bud and everything. It's like, eh, my hands are tied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how he gets you. <laughs> um and then when they when the they try to kill him in the beginning, like why do they send him out to the woods? I, I could see maybe that you don't want to kill him in front of the rest of the troops. Why do they have to murder his family? Like the whole beginning of the movie just doesn't like how he becomes this slave gladiator doesn't make sense to me. And so I, well, yeah. he, they don't have to kill his family, but also if 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 Maximus is hell bent on vengeance, like maybe being a gladiator isn't the best way to go about it. See, that's where we, maybe, maybe rallying loyal generals and things like that because he's still alive. I, yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't think he was hell bent on vengeance. I think he just lost himself in being a gladiator because he didn't know what, you know, what the hell to do after that. That's what I got from it. That it was just okay. This is my life right now because all I want to do is kill things until I don't know. But he switches. He I switches die. into vengeance mode pretty quickly when he goes face to face with Commodus. Well, yeah, because now he's within arm's distance of that son of a bitch. Well, it's even before that. It's like after his second pit fight, the guy tells him how he got his freedom when he got to meet the Emperor. That's when he goes, oh, tell me how to do that. So I can... uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, there it is. He switches. But, yeah, they... but like I... There you go. <laughs> but, okay, he gets there. His wife and kid are dead. They're burned. It cuts to him. He's buried them. And then he just passes out on their graves. And then he's a slave now. Like, I... He could have gone to... The built a little tent. He, I just didn't buy him to all of a sudden being a slave. I agree with picking random people off the road, but I think he would have been not that guy. He could have shown his tat. Mm. No, yeah. That kind of makes sense. But um, So yeah, lots of questions at the beginning of this movie. It's my number six. Uh, Scott, number five. Okay, my number five are... My number five are... Fiver. Five, my five is the tigers. Fiver tigers. Uh... It's just, I remember the time thinking it was bad and watching it again was even worse. Uh, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about the, the CGI of it. Like he gets jumped on twice by these tigers and he just shakes it off. Like really? It was a flesh wound. (laughs) God, this, this tigers would have fucking shredded him. That would have been it. Well, he's got a lot of hit points. Uh, I would say the first time he shrugs it <laughs> off. The second time when he jumps on him, he stabs him in the gut as he's jumping on him. So that one, I think he had the tiger right from the beginning. But the first one, yeah, he jumps on his back and he just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's a spider on me. <laughs> he pushes it off. Um, this is so, unnecessary. They look cool, though. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Scott, but I also think it looked cool. <laughs> and that one swing where I swear to God, I think that tiger was really trying to kill Sween. somebody when he swipes at him. Did I say Sween? Anyway, scene when he, tiger swipes at that one guy. That looks so real. I'm sure it's not, but it looked good to me. God damn it. You did, yeah. you did, you did the same thing I did, Jeffrey. You combined what, you're, what you said with what you're about to say. 
<laughs> All right. All right. So there it is. I thought that scene was great. <laughs> All right, Alex. I like there was a little moment in the beginning of the movie where everything was still, you know, honky dory right after the they won the battle. And you see uh, Maximus is walking back to camp or something, and he sees, like, uh, what is it, four guys training with the Emperor's son. And it looks really impressive until you start really thinking about what he's doing. And it's really just, like, he touches each sword, and then everybody goes a little bit faster and a little bit faster, which I guess is pretty good training. But it's all pretty choreographed in order to not hurt the Emperor's son. And this kind of foreshadows the end of the fight where he thinks he's way more badass than he is because he's been kind of at least that's what I got from the scene that he was a little bit sheltered everybody's protecting him and he's thinking he's a badass and that's why he gets wrecked at the end hmm. I never saw it that way I thought I was just showing that he's not he's no slouch like they wanted to show right. he's no slouch but he oh. he's got some skill but yeah. they're they're quote-unquote, have kid gloves on his trainers. He wasn't going through, like, gladiator training. I'm sure all this stuff... He wasn't... He certainly wasn't in the fight in the uh, in the opening scene, so... Yeah. And I think he knew. He didn't have, like, this this bizarre notions that he had a chance against Max, and that's why he shanks him before the fight even starts, right? Also that, I think he... <laughs> He's like, oh, I can probably take this guy, but I want to make sure, so stab. No, he knew he couldn't take him. That's yeah, why I had, yeah, that's what I always thought. He's like, he knew he didn't have a shot. That's why he said cover it up, because he wanted to make it look like he did, but he knew he had no shot. That's my. That's how I interpreted it. Me. <laughs> so, Alex, you're wrong. I don't know what to say. I still like All it. All right. Um, my next one, which I'll, I don't think you guys are going to like, is I do like how he just was the alpha male of this thing, right? Like, he's the general... Okay, he earned that title, but he's like, spends, what, half a day with these other gladiators, and they just kind of fall in line. And I... I kind of like that, where even this big German bear-drinking guy is just... He just knows that this guy is... Viking Quest. <laughs> yeah. Or no, or Conan, the television series. Uh-huh. He's also from Beer Fest, right? Yeah. Ralph yeah. Ralph Muller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just like how they kind of show that. And I think he took him one fight and everyone just said, okay, this guy knows his shit and he's keeping us alive. And, and that fight that you mentioned earlier with a, was the Battle of Carthage reenactment where they kind of followed him. And it kind of came together really a little too quickly. <laughs> but I just yeah. like that whole aspect of it. Of... Well, except for that one guy that peed himself. Yeah, well, well, they showed the guys who didn't stick together with him died right away. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was still useful because he was, <laughs> his face was still swinging his hand on the chain. <laughs> I didn't realize cool. the guy who peed himself was the guy that was attached to him. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, Scott, number four. Okay, number four is Oliver Reed. Uh, <laughs> the guy that should have set him free. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, Proximus, um, just a great classic actor. It's too bad that he didn't make it out of the movie. Uh, yeah. it, it just 
that that grizzled old <laughs> former gladiator. That's 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 definitely an Oliver Reed. Uh, that guy's of the um, uh, uh, Shaw from uh, Jaws. Uh, they're they cut from that same cloth of just being lit up twenty four seven. It's that classical actor training. Uh, so yeah, it's it's too bad that he was in. Uh, he passed away in the middle of filming this thing. Uh, but when he is there, he's great. I agree. Uh, so I really liked liked him and his character in this. Uh, one of the the high points for the movie. I did not say I knew him. I said I met him once. Have you ever been to the Coliseum Spaniard? Uh, he's good. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is pretty much what you said, Jeff, about Maximus going into the camp and becoming buddies with everybody pretty much instantly. Uh, but also... My, the, my favorite part of all that was when he gets his bowl of beans, he goes back to sit at the table and he's just staring at him. And then the big guy just takes a spoonful of it. <laughs> he gulps it down and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he fakes like he's poisoned. Uh, gold. Yeah, that was good. That was a much needed laugh at that point in the movie. Yeah. It always cracks me up. I did like the camaraderie between those two and the other guy. Um, who had the, one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. Was that a real, like, style of the time from his area of the world? That was terrible. You're talking about shine, shine bright like a diamond Hantu? I don't know. The big black dude. I yeah. don't know what his name is. Okay. <laughs> he had terrible haircut. Um, but he was a cool character. All right. Um, my number four is just a single shot. Maybe they did this shot twice in the movie. I think they did. Is that shot of him where it looks like he's floating over the ground? That's a cool shot. I don't really think I've seen that anywhere. Oh, when he's he's on death's doorstep and he's getting taken to the Elysian fields. Yeah, and they're rolling him on the dolly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when he first becomes a slave, they do it. And then at the, at the very end of the movie, they do it. Um, just a, yeah, yeah. It's a cool little shot. That's a really cool shot. I think they do it with Tyrion in, in uh, season one of Game of Thrones when he gets knocked out by the... The hammer right before the big fight. I think they do it with him. I'm not sure, but definitely Gladiator is the first place I've ever seen it, and it's really just a really cool shot. Um, and then that guy's what is he putting on his cut? And he's like pulling out of his mouth. What's he doing there? I don't know. <laughs> I'll go. With, I'll go with Alex's go-to answer. It was ancient times. He's <laughs> probably got some weed. He just It looked like at first he's putting little, like, bugs or something in there, but then he pulls it out of his mouth, and it's like, I don't think that's sanitary, but, I don't know. And, by the way, he gets that slash on his arm in his escape from those dudes. That's, like, the only place he had armor on was his, sh- his shoulder. I don't know, like, how he got <laughs> a cut there. Yeah, <laughs> Everything... And then, oh, another ad, actually, has this question. Right before they, they're going to go kill him, and he goes, at least give me an honorable death. So the guy gets behind him, and he puts the sword on the back of his neck. How does he get out of that? He does, like, a headbutt motion, and somehow he's free. And it's a really quick cut, and I can still never tell what exactly he's doing there. I think, like, the edge of his shoulder armor and stuff, I think he brought that up 
to deflect the sword a bit as he's uh, coming up. I think that's what that motion was. That's what I got from it anyways. It happened so damn Also, quick. that was a shitty thing to do, to put a guy off his guard. The guy was going to give him a clean death, and that's how he repays him. Like <laughs> <laughs> killing him instead in a gruesome death. Yeah. I just never figured out what he was doing there. But... All right, uh, Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, number three is uh, one of the good things about this movie. The uh, they, I feel like Ridley Scott really nails the the setting and the costuming and things like that. Uh, it's as accurate as um, any movie I've ever seen about ancient Rome. Uh, and they they spare no expense here with, with all the costuming and, and the Colosseum and uh, all the like training facilities. It, you get some shots of uh, Rome itself. Um, and those are all cool. Uh, so yeah, I thought they did a really good job with that. Uh, and they, I'm looking at awards here for it. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, they were at least dominated for that, I think. <laughs> I'll have to double check that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my number two, so I definitely agree Speed with you. Costumes. Just seeing Rome for the first time as we think it is, I don't know. Um, I thought it was really cool as well. I think it's at the Coliseum. Um, yeah, so what an Academy Award for Best Costume Design. Oh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, Alex, number three. <laughs> I still quote this from time to time, but my number three is, Are you not entertained? <laughs> That whole scene is really freaking cool. And then to pull out that line at inappropriate times is also pretty damn hilarious. Because everybody knows where that line is from. There's nobody that doesn't know. And then know. Puff Daddy ripped it off for his thing. Yeah, yeah. And do you throw a sword at people before you do it? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing that needs to stop is the sword throwing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of people throwing them swords. Yeah. I'm guessing that would be a very poor choice. <laughs> if you're in the middle of a fight, throw your sword at somebody. Yeah, I would agree. But it looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is the opening uh, battle scene. That that was pretty cool, showing the, the well-trained, organized Roman soldiers. I hated the, the camera work in that. I don't remember the camera work. Is it all jumpy or something? Yeah, it's super jumpy and close cuts. And it was like and Batman Begins, like the Born Identity, but worse. Yeah. All right. Let me. I didn't notice it that much, but let me say, I don't. The battle itself was whatever. It's just the preparation for the battle. The, the soldiers. Lying yeah, out. yeah. No, that's that's all cool. Yeah. The no barbarians problem. coming out of the woods. And, Got no beef with it. Yeah. The damn the damn Germanic tribes that ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, and the flaming arrows and the the I don't know the dog is kind of weird. I don't know why the fucking dog's there, but yeah, gosh, god damn it! <laughs> so the opening, and I don't know if like you know Caesar's there. Like I don't know why he would be on the battlefront, but eh, I know he it's the last battle, hopefully to end the war. But it's kind of kind of interesting, but it was cool, cool scene. So Scott number two. All right. Uh, my number two is the the Coliseum fights. 
uh, the reenacted battle of, uh, was it Carthage, Alex said? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of stuff is cool, like just the idea of gladiator, gladiatorial combat is rad. <laughs> so the more of that in this movie, the better. I hated the tigers, but I did still like the Svenel Thorson guy coming out of a... Oh, you're treading on dangerous <laughs> ground, my friend. Coming out of retirement uh, to, to fight... Uh, fight Maximus. Um, so yeah, like all that stuff was, was pretty cool. Uh, and that was, you know, that other than like some shaky cam stuff again in those scenes, uh, it's, it's pretty solid other than the tigers. So yeah, I, I dug it. It's the, some of the more watchable parts of the movie. <laughs> um, I agree. I just don't know how, uh, he fought with that mask on. It seemed like the worst mask to fight with. <laughs> But. Well, even Maximus's mask is, it seems a little weighty. A little weighty, but at least there's plenty of eye holes. Like, the other guy just has slits. How did you see anything? Good question. He was so experienced, he just didn't need to. And how, can we talk about his name being Maximus? Come on. <laughs> you just said you said it yourself, Jeff. He was the alpha male. <laughs> yeah. I think his last name was Powerus. <laughs> That's terrible. That's like what Muhammad Ali would have changed his name to if he was a Roman guy in Roman times. Um, all right, I have a little more to say of this in my list, but I agree with you, Scott. Uh, Alex, uh, number two, S O T, Svenel Thorson, <laughs> so badass. And he wasn't—I mean, he's still huge, but he wasn't like yoked like you would expect an old man coming out of retirement that was a gladiator to look like he does. And that cool mask that he, like, flips down and everything. Oh, that's the mask that I don't sucks. Think... I know, it sucks, but it looks so cool. It's <laughs> got a young face, but you see the old dude's body. It, it kind of almost looks like a... Uh, like um, those old uh, Ray Harryhausen, like, statues that come to life and everything. Because it, it kind of had that look with the face and everything. And then he stabs him. For some reason, he stabs him in the foot, but then his mouth starts bleeding. I don't know how that works. Yeah, because... <laughs> No, because he 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 basically like got underneath the mask with his shield. That's what staggered him back. Oh yeah, and that's what allowed that's him to right. hit him in the yeah in the foot with the yeah. But that was an awesome shot. That was great. And then he's uh, well, I won't I won't step on uh, Scott's uh, is your the the correction coming up, but that's not my number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would well. I wouldn't think it was your number one, but I'll let you okay. talk about it. In so, mentions. but anyways, well, yeah, he spares him, and pretty pretty damn cool fight. Svenel Thorson coming out of retirement. I do like the way he hit his accent when he goes, "We who are about to die salute you." What's up with those steroids? Well, they got gladiators from all over. I know, you don't know, but it's just. Hey man, Svenel Thorson starred in a movie that won for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. What more do you want, Alex? There it is. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I am entertained. Svenel Thorson. He's been entertained, Alex, his whole life. <laughs> yeah. That's Since true. the day Alex was born. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Who else was born on that day, Alex? Uh, Me. 
right. Um, you his, want, name, his name I, is Tigris, by the way. Tigris. 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 I'm not going to mention the thing that you guys keep talking about. So you want to mention it now, or I'll 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 preface it before I get to my number one. So I think okay. My number two, two which uh, you pretty much mentioned, but I just love the representation of Rome and the Colosseum. That thought was awesome. Um, it might be why I like the movie so much, just because of that. <laughs> the gladiator fights in that are just enough to make me really like it. Um, if there's only there's actually nothing like I, just seeing the Colosseum fully functional fully operational with the uh, you know. <laughs> quite operational <laughs> exactly but like you know having the floor yeah. in place and then the actual like awnings coming over the top as i would you know i would assume that makes so much sense to have that stuff there so just really cool seeing that like that um yeah i i think oh i'll ask this later they made it seem like it was the centerpiece of Rome. And I was just there. I don't remember it being that case or not, but I could just be misremembering it. Like, is the Senate... I know, like, the, the Roman Forum is right next to the Colosseum. And my history is not good enough to know. Is like uh, that where the Senate was? My, my Rome... <laughs> Geography. <laughs> Geography. Yeah. yeah. Topography. Yeah. And this is going to sound really stupid. Is there actually a Caesar's Palace... <laughs> like, was there a White House for for? No, I don't think so. Okay, I I think there was like the various palace. There was a palace. I you know I don't know if there was like an official emperor's palace or just like the family palace that became that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because you never hear about that. But I never had to be something. But anyway, all right, that was my number two. So Scott, number one. And number one. Before I get to my number one, uh, just a thing that we hinted that earlier on Preface. so the whole trope uh the whole thing where if a in gladiatorial combat if somebody loses and everybody holds out their thumbs for deciding whether they should live or die it's actually the opposite it was actually if you put your thumb down you wanted them to live if you put the thumbs up that was like giving the guy the thumbs up to kill the person yeah, it's much more morbid. <laughs> yeah, so we've got it all wrong. You have you have it all wrong in your head. That's not how it actually went. Hey, you did a good job. Now kill this guy. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. It's like giving the okay to execute him. That, right. It's so much yeah. better yeah. that way. Yeah. So so you keep that in mind and be angry like I have been for the last <laughs> twenty years. Um, every time, ever since I found that out. Uh, so, anyways, my number one. Um, this this kind of plays again on my number three about the setting and the costuming it's just the general set design and the set pieces um so yeah the coliseum is accurate but like you said jeff it's like an amazing set piece um if there's one thing ridley scott does better than maybe any other director it is coming up with these these amazing set pieces um he's been doing it his whole career uh this movie's no exception and it's you can see like where he like where his real kind of wheelhouse is, um, and it, just all the set pieces of the movie are great. Um, everything looks uh, like in the shot like other than the battle scenes. I almost feel like he didn't shoot the battle scenes. It looks like it was shot in Roman times. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, but the all, all the set pieces, the palace set pieces, they they all look amazing um so that's my number one just the general like set design for the entire movie 
All right. Al- Hard to argue. Yeah. Alex, number one. My number one is just... I'm an action guy, so I like that last fight where the Emperor finally gets his comeuppance. Boy, does he ever. So cool. Yeah. Maximus wounded. They start fighting everything. He gets overconfident. They get Maximus just gets some good hits on him, like really good. And even all the men, the 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 other uh, centurions surrounding him in the fight, he's like, "Oh, I need a sword." He's, <laughs> he's pathetic, just begging somebody give me a sword. And they're about to pull out, and then the the head, uh, the captain, or whatever, just sheathe your swords. Just like nobody likes this guy. But that guy, so what, yeah, that guy was Quintus, I think was his name. Like, what the fuck was up with that guy? Why did he decide to switch at that moment? Because he saw his chance. It's like, hey, if he gets killed in the in the arena, it's off of, you know, his responsibility is kind of out of his hands. Like, overcome with honor? But here's the thing. Like, the, the next emperor, which is, I guess, the kid at that point, uh... Even if that kid's like going to follow Maximus's uh, kind of uh, guidance or whatever, he's still got to think to himself, "Well, I can't fucking trust this guy. <laughs> he's betrayed two emperors now." So yeah, that's true. Yeah, and also the last, that almost last shot where uh, Commodus pull, pulls out the hidden knife that he has and Maximus is kind of delusional at that doorstep and he's literally reaching for the door yeah. to his to his house he's imagining the thing he goes to stab and he still has all the the um, I guess at that point it would be partially muscle memory and in- instincts kick in so that he avoids the stab and just deals the killing blow to Commodus and then he floats away <laughs> with with weird African chanting for some reason mm-hmm well, and is an Anya, you know. Anya or one of them ladies singing? I forgot who. Let it sail be. away, sail away, sail away. <laughs> so you mentioned Scott that you know the little boy may take over. Like I, my whole thing was I thought he just kind of a got there would be no more Caesar like after this, uh, and that it was all back to just just the Senate, just the Republic, and there was maybe, no more. Maybe, maybe right. I don't I don't know like where this is supposed to take place. Or when is it supposed to take place in the Empire? If they're fighting the Germans, then things are not going to go well pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, it's going to take a couple hundred years, but it's eventually going to... It's it's not going to go well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, my number one, which is kind of already been mentioned, it has been mentioned, is the Battle of Carthage fight, the first Colosseum fight. I like that way more than the other ones, and just the... Uh, you know, a little bit of... Uh, been heard going on there with the chariots and it's, it's just so gory and gruesome the people flipping getting cut in half slammed into walls like you mentioned hands being chopped off oh that was earlier but anyway just throwing spears and, ah so cool and then him getting the horse i thought that was cool um just a badass action scene so i dug it uh, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. and that's all i got nice all right so let's rate it scott Okay, so it wasn't on my list, but uh, I felt like this movie did not deserve an Academy Award for Best Picture. Although I'm looking at the the other four nominations this year. This is back when 
They only had four instead of the ten or eight nominations. Uh, so for that year, it was Gladiator, Chocolat, which they actually never say in the movie. They just say chocolate. So I don't know what that was about. Uh, there was that. There was Cra- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, oh, that should have won. Aaron Brockovich and Traffic. Of those five movies, Aaron Brockovich is the only one I haven't oh, seen. Um, Traffic was pretty solid. Uh, yeah, it was really that was good. really good. That was a better movie than Gladiator. Um, I would uh, say so. I disagree with that. Uh, Crowd, like Crouching that. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, for my money, of those five, um, should have won. Uh, the, the whole thing is just, like I said, it's way overwrought. Um, all the, like, all the scenes where there's supposed to be a lot of emotional impact. Um, it, it's too long. Uh, it, other than like it looking cool <laughs> in places, um, it doesn't do a ton for me. Um, but that said, just on the strength of Ridley Scott's, um, design, set design and costuming, and, uh, I give it a four. All right. Damn. Alex. I'll give this movie a five. Okay. I like it a lot. Really good action. Yeah, the acting is hammy, but uh, it falls on the good side of hammy for me. So I'll give it a five. Okay. I'll give it a five as well. Um, it has dropped for me over over the years. Um, I, I used to have this probably as a high six. Now it's a high five. Um, hey um, I still enjoy watching it a lot. I don't. Uh, it doesn't feel as long to me as the runtime, so I think that's a good sign for this movie. Um, and I like the action scenes, but like I, all those questions I have and stuff kind of bother me. And uh, so, yeah, a five for me. So, it's an interesting note here. Uh, I I'd have to do some research on this, but I'm looking at the IMDb page, um, and, and I, on IMDb it's got an eight point five rating. But the Metacritic score for it is a 67. So I'm curious, like, how many other movies that have won Best Picture are sub-70 on Metacritic? Mm. What about Rotten Tomatoes? Or Rotten Tomatoes, for that matter. Yeah, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, between both. So, You know what movie isn't doing very well on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Leap Year? Leap Year. Yeah, leap year. I think leap year is uh, the emoji movie. movie. Yeah, holy shit! I've never seen a score so low. Really? There's yeah. a couple lately, that, or a couple fairly recently, that got got pretty well smushed on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeesh. Yeah. So uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Gladiator is a 76 percent certified fresh. Okay. Oops, sorry. Still, you think a movie that was best picture. Ah, that's that. not true. Yeah. If you look back, there's some movies yeah. that won Best Picture that are pretty. No, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you would hope that it would be that same way. Uh, but yeah, no, no. This is definitely Gladiator's definitely not alone. Uh, what was yeah. well, even more recently than that was uh, Crash. That yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I never saw Crash. Um, so yeah, like the Academy Award for Best Picture is by no means like yeah. a, a, a the. the the end-all barometer of <laughs> whether movies is, is great or not. Um, it's pronounced thermometer. Yeah. Actually, you know, so again, all four of those movies that I mentioned besides Gladiator... Oh, I haven't seen Aaron Brockovich, but the other three I liked better. I even like Shock a lot better than I did Gladiator. 
even though Gladiator, you know, there's not really any action in Chocolat. I like Chocolat. I just, I liked Gladiator more, and I liked, um, I still have never seen Sleeping Dragon, Hidden Tiger, whatever it is. I still haven't seen that one, and I want to see it. Oh, dude, it's good. Yeah. I'll put it on my list. I have a feel. Didn't one of you do that already? It's on my list. Okay. Oh, there you go. So. And then, and then there was right. a crime in 2001, 2002 for Lord of the Rings not winning either one. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, Return of the King made up with it by winning every Oscar that year. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was, it was, well, it deserved it, but it was also an apology. <laughs> okay, so our crossover topic is what, Scott? Okay, this is our, uh, as I have my notes here, top five uh, favorite family offings. <laughs> Just family members killing each other for whatever reason. Uh, this personally, this coming up with with a five here was a little tougher than I thought it would be. Uh, Me, I can't speak for you guys. Me too. And I usually, if I can't come up with okay, I'll search on the internet and searching for family death kills moments is is a bunch of like murder mysteries and shit. Like <laughs> yes, and I'm Ugh. and I'm sure I've been on the FBI. It was probably probably stuff from now. the news came up like. Family yeah. of five murdered yeah. in New Mexico or something. Like exactly. That, yeah. It was so that was no help at all. Um, so I, I had to cheat. I needed help with like yeah, two of them. I cheated on <laughs> yeah. a little bit, but I got most of them. All right. So Scott, lead us off. Okay, my number five is from a, a, a movie came out in the late mid eighties, um, based on a a novel at the time that was kind of a sensation i guess i don't know uh called flowers in the attic um the the book series spun this whole book series and they're absolute trash um and i imagine the book is too but the the premise is really fucked up it's it's a drama but it's it almost plays out like a horror movie where basically uh spoilers where this uh woman the single mother um for whatever reason goes and moves in with uh her mother and they have this big house, and she just locks her kids in the in the attic, and they just keep the kids up there, barely alive. Um, and then at one point, they they feed the kids cookies full of arsenic, and uh, the the boy. So there's like, um, not as fun as my cookies. Yeah, there's like four of them, and yeah. like two of them, and then like the younger youngest two are twins, and the the boy winds up dying, and the whole thing's super fucked up. Um, and there's other things in the movie that are also fucked up that I don't feel like getting into. But, um, I remember yeah. watching it, like, as a kid. I should not have been watching that movie. <laughs> and being a little traumatized, to be quite honest. So that's why it's my number five. Yikes. All right, I'll take your word on that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch it. Alex, number five. My number five is, uh, King Arthur and what's his son's name from that Morgan made? Oh, um, uh, I forget his name, but Excalibur at the very end of the movie, which it, well, I'm watching this movie and the death is pretty gruesome where the son is. It's a pretty good line where the son just goes, come father, let us embrace. And he just spears Arthur and Arthur to get at him actually pulls the spear closer and then he stabs his son with Excalibur and then that ends the war. And everything, and Excalibur, and uh, Arthur dies, and the sword goes back to the lady in the lake. But 
All of that, Nick, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at this and like, dude, Arthur, you have Excalibur, the greatest sword on Earth. I'm pretty sure you could have deflected that spear. You didn't have to walk into it. Uh, Mordred is the... Mordred. Also you. the... Conversely, when Mordred stabbed Arthur, he could have just let go of the spear and run away. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these two deserve each other. Um, by the way, if, if anybody hasn't seen Excalibur... Uh, I'm not sure what to tell you, really, as far as recommendation go or not goes. It's a super, it's a <laughs> yeah. weird movie, but at times it's cool because it's like knights fighting each other, and other times there's weird shit going on. Um, really? it's, it's shot very oddly. Uh, it was directed by uh, Neil Borman. I, I forget the director's name. It's just really mm. weird director. Uh, it's got that. It definitely got that '70s vibe. Yeah, here, the it. guy, the guy that directed that, almost directed an early adaptation of Lord of the Rings. It was, it was going to be super fucked up, by the way. Uh, if anybody wants to <laughs> yep. to look into that, you should, because there's some interesting things there. Maybe we'll get into that another time, but anyway. Yeah. Yep, Excalibur. King Arthur and Mordred. All right. Um, my number five, and this is one of my cheats, um, comes from The Walking Dead. So, spoiler alert. All right, I'm Air Muffin. I'll be back in a second. All right. Is when Coral kills his zombie mom. So, there it is. Coral, his mom turns into a zombie. Uh, uh, that wasn't in the books. All right. Well, his mom turns into a zombie. She's giving birth. She just gives birth, and as soon as she gives birth, she dies. Turns into a zombie, and then Carl, who's like, I don't know how old, eight years old, has to shoot his mom. So, that's safe to come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm done with telling. But anyway. Uh, I, I was going to add more stuff from the comic book, but it's okay. Well, add it from the comic If it's not in the movie, well, whatever. All right, so uh, is it my number four now? <laughs> yeah, uh, All right, so my number four is... Uh, again, this... Wait a minute, Scott. Wait, Scott. Are you ever going to watch The Walking Dead? It's on my list, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it would be faster if you just read the comic book. You have like 80 hours of TV to watch. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm very picky about what I spend my time on. I'm a very busy person. I know. We've established I'm a very busy person. Well, what was the shit he watched last time? I don't remember. It had Lizzie Kaplan in it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> number four. Uh, like I said, this list was difficult for me to come up with, so I, I'm going with uh, Lion King here. What am I number four? Ah, oh, damn it. That's my number uh, two. That's my number two as well. Scar. Betrays Mufasa. Uh, Jeremy Irons betrays James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. <laughs> totes, my totes. <laughs> they need to redo The Simpsons and have him say that as like the fifth cloud or whatever. <laughs> totes, my goats. <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome. And Disney. Always, <laughs> I don't know why people are surprised, but so many gruesome deaths in Disney movies. Yeah, very, very God, Shakespearean mm-hmm. in nature. Well, Macbeth. Yep, I agree. This is my number two. There's not my, much more to add, but all the wildebeest just pummel him to death. Like the fall wouldn't have killed him anyway. I don't think it would have. He would have been injured, but all he'd right. still be alive. Hey, he's a he's cat. A big lion he lands on his feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for all the damn wildebeest. Anyways. Ronnie James Dio loved it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Alex, number four. My number four is the Macaulay Culkin ve- uh, vehicle, the Good Son. Ooh, oh, that's pretty solid. I saw that when I was a kid for some damn reason. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, w- it was kind of cool after all the Home Alone BS to see Macaulay Culkin as this like really effed up kid that just kills people. Not right off the bat, but he pulls some seriously effed up shit. Never seen it. Like throwing that that uh, he throws a dummy off of an over like a human sized dummy off an overpass and causes a huge pile up, a couple injuries, probably a death or two in there. And uh, at the very end, spoiler alert: the Macaulay Culkin's mom, like the whole premise is that a kid's like parents die in a car accident, and then they're taken in by I believe like his uncle or his aunt, and then he sees the kid sees his aunt and he's like oh that's my mom reincarnated and Macaulay Culkin's his cousin the real son but he's really you know effed up and so at the very end she has to do like a Sophie's Choice because they're both hanging off a cliff and she's hanging on each arm each of the boys and she doesn't and she's like oh I don't know which one to hold on to and it was a kind of a chilling scene because the other kid is like please don't let me go Uh, I don't want to die and Macaulay Culkin's just ice cold looking at his mom it's like mom I love you mom why would you let me go why would you do this so creepy and then he ends up she ends up letting uh, Macaulay drop to his death so there it is good now I don't have to watch that movie yeah (laughs) it's not a good uh, yeah once once was enough for me it's it's more entertaining if you think think of him as like actually being Kevin from Home Alone where, where he's got like a taste for it now a taste for violence yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. there it is right. good son not so good ironic title <laughs> my number four is from a movie I've only seen once and I won't watch it again because the ending's fucked up <laughs> and it's, it's from The Mist have you guys ever seen this? yes uh, I didn't watch it just because uh, the trailers look dumb, uh, but I know the ending yeah, is I know the super fucked up. Yeah, so basically, oh, God. terrible shits happening. Terrible shits happening. Blah blah blah. He thinks he's, him and his family, his son, and other people. I don't remember. I just know he's a son. I don't know if it's a wife or other people. I think. And I think in the they're, remake, it's his wife and kid. Okay, and they're trapped in a car, and he just has a few bullets in his gun, and he just pops everybody, and then he just gets out of the car, and he's screaming, he's so mad, and then like help comes like the cavalry shows up tanks and everything and so he's just yeah you just killed your family fucked up he could have waited a couple seconds yeah exactly so does uh yep tom jane does uh that scene from planet terror count what scene where she leaves the kid in the car with the gun no, because she didn't pull the trigger. Okay. It's negligence. Par- gross, terrible gross, parenting. Gross negligence, <laughs> yeah. the very definition. Cheapest uh, age. All right, so Scott, number three. Number three is uh, something that happens off screen uh, and is really barely mentioned, but uh, uh, Michael Myers uh, kills his little Ooh. sister, or his older sister, I think. Oh, that's a good one. As, his uh, older sister. Older yeah. sister. When he's a kid. Um, oh, and the clown? And then they the set suit? up, that sets yeah. up the, everything else. Ugh. So, and that's super fucked up. Uh, but yes, that uh, <laughs> sets up a, a whole horror franchise 
on that very premise. That's a, that would bump something for my list. That's a good one. Nice job, Scott. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Alex. My number three is Night of the Living Dead, where Barbara and her brother are in the cemetery when they meet their first zombie, and that zombie attacks her brother. And then later in the movie, they burst through the door, and guess who it is? It's Barbara's brother, and she's so freaked out that she doesn't know what to do. She freezes, but her brother zombie just picks her up and pulls her into the crowd. And goodbye, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Is that Does that really count? Because at that point... It's not even like they're not like relieving siblings anywhere. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, it counted for me when you left you, the room, you Scott. Pulled it. Yeah. Oops. You pulled that. Uh, God, pull that zombie Jeff. DNA. They're still <laughs> related. I know you don't know who's who, and I didn't. You don't know anything other than if someone kills a zombie. You just, you just basically intimated that a family member kills another family member. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. I was talking about The Walking Dead. That's the whole list. Yeah, that's the whole list. <laughs> Nothing new is gained. No one new information But a brother and sister. Yeah. No. And it's actually... I'm not going to say okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. It's not that. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on. Because then I'll eliminate that possibility possible. Yep. <laughs> Coming to get you, Barbara. And he did. So doesn't... That was a nice nice setup. Foreshadowing. Doesn't he um, look like... Um, Clark Kent? He does. No. Oh, God. Christopher Reeve. Wheatley. Um, Steve Merchant? Ricky Gervais, buddy. Steve Merchant? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I think so. it's just the glasses, maybe. His tall, skinny, yeah, white probably. guy with glasses. I don't are you know. talking about the... Your, your glasses. Which one are we talking about? Are talking about the remake or the, the original? Original. No, the original. Black and white. BW, bro. <laughs> Coming to get you, Bob. All right. Um, my number three is all right spoiler alert if you're a few seasons behind on game of thrones um <laughs> that's everybody at game of thrones uh ramsey bolton killing Roose bolton okay that's the one i came up with there may be other ones from game of thrones i'm not remembering but that's the one that i got um uh well what about uh Tyrion? Holy crap, forgot about that. That's even better. All right, I replace. You can switch it. Swap, switch it. Swap, Jeff. Swap. Tyrion killing Tywin. All right. Good one. What, what about... I hear, he did, I hear he didn't shit gold. <laughs> Tyrion killing his mom? Claims oh, Cersei? nah. That's yeah. hearsay. <laughs> it's Cersei. Whoa. It's Cersei. I mean, technically, <laughs> uh, again, spoilers. Uh, technically, Cersei killed Tommen. No, she didn't. She put him on the path. She did put him on the path. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number two, Scott. All right. Number two is a movie that I, that I actually quite enjoyed, even though it's kind of a mess. Uh, Stardust. <laughs> um, the whole premise. Oh, oh this, shit. This magical kingdom this. where everybody's the, – the king dies and he's got a bunch of sons – and the sons are all vying for the throne, and they just all try to kill each other in different ways. And by the time the movie starts, like a bunch of them are already dead, and then like early on, a couple more die um, until there's like two left. Um, but the funny thing is, is the brothers hang around as ghosts, and so you always see them in the background of all these scenes, um, like watching the other two, like who are still alive, and just, they just make like comments. Yeah, they're, like... they're like ghosts. They they're like ghosts are them, like how they died. So like one guy like 
fell from a really high place, so his like face is all smushed. Another guy drowned, so he's like underwater. Uh, so it's it's pretty funny. It's a pretty cool gag. Uh, Stardust. Yeah. Mark's Mark Strong. Yep. Kind of like a werewolf in London, except oh, that they can't interact with anybody living. But yeah, American werewolf in London. But yeah, I should have thought of that. And all the brothers have like there's seven brothers, and it's always their names are Number, like ordinal numbers: uh, Hepti- Heptus and Septimus. Prime. Tertius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty awesome. Peter O'Toole plays the yeah. late king. Ah, so good. I should watch that movie again. All right. Well, what's your number two? My number two was uh, Scar and Mufasa that we already covered. All right. That was my number two as well. So, yeah. Scott, number, number one. Uh, number knows. one's pretty obvious. Uh... Yeah, I knew it, so I picked something different. <laughs> like... I, I actually left off uh, Godfather off another list coming up in a future episode. Jesus, I didn't think of this one either. Uh, but, it, but I think perhaps <laughs> perhaps the most famous one in all of, of all of film uh, is uh, what happens to poor Fredo Corleone. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about this a million times. Um, incredibly powerful uh, sequence. Uh, just yeah, just. Amazing, uh, Fredo Corleone. Awesome! I feel so stupid. I didn't even think of this one. This is my it has to oh, be my, it's my number one now. <laughs> nothing beats that. <laughs> Alex, number one. Uh, my number one. I don't think it's the best, but I didn't want to put Godfather up there because I thought both of you guys would have it, <laughs> and now you do. <laughs> so there it is. But it's very recent, and it was still just as powerful for me. Uh, the Force Awakens, where Ben kills his dad, dad on Solo, stabs him through the gut. That's pretty good. With his, with his lightsaber, it was a very powerful scene. Say what you will about the movie, that scene was pretty damn amazing. Yeah. And then Chewbacca goes ham. He does go ham. <laughs> ham over hand. As, as Wookies are are likened to yeah. do. I did think about this one, but I didn't. I don't like that scene that much. But yeah, it's a good one though. Yeah, we talk about how when Han falls and the light yeah. changes and the colors. That looks cool. There you go. <laughs> I there's no fucking guardrails in this goddamn thing, and <laughs> well, in none of Star Wars. I, I, uh, I think that's the difference between our universe. <laughs> they did. We have guardrails. They, and they, they didn't. They true. don't have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> Think of that guardrails. <laughs> I go back and forth because initially I hated it because it's like you killed off the one of the greatest sci-fi characters of all time for no reason. Then I was like, all right, well, okay, you have to to put over the new bad guy. You have to do it. Fine, I I, I dig it now. But now I'm like, now nah, there still could have been a better way of doing <laughs> both. There could have been a way to do both at the same time. You could have put over your enemy and give Han a better way to die. That's that's my feeling on it now. I don't think so. He's trying to convince his son to go to the light, and he failed. I know. I just that's heartbreaking. Did he fail though? Did he? Yeah, we'll see. He'll be redeemed in the third one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. his robot arm. Yeah, cut. Snow will be thrown into some abyss. Yeah. 
which was my number one. Even though Luke doesn't technically finish Vader off, he pretty much finishes him. So that was my number one, and I knew it was not enough real one, so I was embarrassed about it. So now I'll just do Fredo. All right. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex knows sports. Uh, I'm Alex, and Football. I like sports. Uh, f- yeah, I have to apologize, first of all, because for some reason, uh, Twitter didn't link to uh, oh. to Facebook again, so we couldn't get any of your feedback, so I apologize for that. But That's you can always the reason. just log into Facebook. Yeah, it is. I put out a tweet, no, I'm, and it didn't go. I'm just saying that's the reason no one responded, because they wouldn't respond, ah, anyway, yeah, yeah. except for Joe. But you guys you guys hear the episodes. Just respond to Twitter. Oh, good. Hey, Goober, where's the update? Or email us at hansshotfirst at outlook.com. At outlook.com. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. We have an email address. We haven't checked it in, <laughs> I don't know how long, but. <laughs> we should probably check it. There's probably a bunch of lists there. Yeah, uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But uh, yeah, I'm still Alex, and I still like sports. Sports ball. Uh, apparently, um, the uh, bat, bat, a batter circle is a thing, kind of like <laughs> it sounds like something out of Looney Tunes, where you could just pick it up and move it somewhere. But if you do, it's illegal, and you'll get thrown out of the fucking game. So don't do it. <laughs> did, did you see this, Jeff? I saw someone did it. Who was it? So Agent Beltre. Uh, Beltre. Uh, was come on everybody <laughs> he'll train the bell train he, he was standing like way outside the batter's box but i guess it's like not that unusual for whatever reason the ump had an assful of it and told him to get back in the circle so aj <laughs> belche well that was the problem he said get in the batter's box but it was a circle and it's like i'm in a so, i'm in a so, pickle here baseball term so Adrian Miltre reaches down and drags the batting circle over to where he is, like 10 feet, and then stands on it. Like a portable hole. And then the, the ump threw him out of the game. Huh. It's pretty hilarious. I've never seen that one before. Yeah. It's pretty damn funny, because he, he was like, okay, and he just moved the whole batting circle to where he was. Uh, anyway. Yeah, what up with that? So, Alex, what what is the player... What's his position when he's in the batter circle? Uh, circle jerk? No. I don't know if I'm asking the question oh. correctly. <laughs> Outfield. Uh, you're, cons- you're considered on deck when you're in the batter circle. You're the next uh, You're the next guy to bat. And then... See. That's, what, that's where the term comes from. And the guy, bef- the guy after that guy is has another name. Do you know what this he's one is, batter. Scott? After, so there's he's he's on he's team. in the hole. Yeah, you're in the hole, and that's you know you've got your helmet. You're just getting ready to get you're getting ready to get ready. There it is. It's in the uh, hole. I don't know if there's a term for what it comes after the guy in the hole though. Just, you grab your crotch and eat sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, maybe spit. Um, all right, it's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, kind of light news week for me. Uh, let's see, Atomic Blonde, Atomic Blonde opens this weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, I hate, I freaking hate the radio commercials for this damn movie. I want to watch the movie; it looks awesome, but the radio commercial is just, ugh, just shut up I, already. I love Charlize Theron. Uh, premise is cool. I fancy her. <laughs> I quite fancy her. 
the trailers, something off about the trailers, though. And I hope they're not indicative of the overall movie experience for this thing. Uh, but yeah, that, that opens up this weekend. Uh, another movie opened up that's getting absolutely panned. I think Alex mentioned it, uh, the, um, the emoji movie. <laughs> uh, God, I. Three fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked. I, I gotta think, Jeebus I gotta think H. that the deciding factor to get this thing made was just that whole idea of, uh, parents will take their kids to see anything. Yeah, kids like emojis. So, so I mean, right? they already they use them on their. They already had the Angry Birds movie, which I think did all right. Uh, so they're trying to cash in on this. I, I don't even know if I'd call emojis a fad or a trend, uh, but it's just this thing that adults are out of touch with. <laughs> uh, so, just and it looked bad. Like nothing looked good about this movie, uh, in any of the trailers. So. Yeah. This, be a, this, this this will be a cautionary tale for future movies like this. No. Hopefully, hopefully this will it. kill things like the inevitable Monopoly movie or the Inevitable. Connect Four movie. Actually, I don't think there's actually been anything about a Connect Four movie, but Monopoly. Connect Four. I fucking hope uh, not. Monopoly's just gonna be a sad tale of uh, rags to riches. And then ending up in jail. We already had Battleship. Drama. It'd be like a Rubik. <laughs> Pretty sure that got a better rating the, uh, than the Emoji movie. <laughs> Rubik's, Rubik's Cube movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that's basically it for me. Um, did I talk last week about Now You See Me too? I think I did. Yes. Okay, so yep. I'll mention that again. Terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> oh, oh, I... oh, yeah, that's what you were watching instead of Stranger Things. Yeah, one of the things yeah. I was doing. I needed yeah. a palate cleanser. Uh, so, sp- speaking of that, I tried to watch Suicide Squad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I already told you guys this. But, uh, yeah, I, During our I basically meeting. sat down, I was eating my dinner, <laughs> and as soon as I got done eating, I peaced out. <laughs> I, I don't, I'll, I, I'll try to go back and finish it, just because I hate leaving movies. Unwatched for the most part, if I can help it. But oh man, just very few good things to say about this. Uh, you know, of course, Margot Robbie is ridiculous. Uh, but other than that, it's just all the characters are unlikable. Will Smith is playing Will Smith. And he's got like Will Smith turned up to eleven, and you know, sometimes it works. Like it, it was fine in like the nineties, I guess. Men in Black and Independence Day, uh, Bad Boys. That's because he was, he didn't know what Will Smith was yet. <laughs> well, no, I saw him in a few movies yeah. in a row and he was doing the same shtick and it was fine. But now it just, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I do like the general idea of them expanding the DC universe outside of, up to that point, Batman and Superman, really. Um, although, which came out for a Suicide Squad or Batman versus Superman? Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Okay. Superman. So they, they kind of ex- expanded things in Batman versus Superman as well, setting up the Justice League movie. Um, but just, all the characters are lame. Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's no wonder that, like, Captain Boomerang and <laughs> all these other guys are, are j- the yeah, jobber too. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> Jobber tier yeah, is better. <laughs> like, God, the Flash has like the shittiest rogues gallery. Seriously. He's got a couple good ones, but really? Like Captain Boomerang? Uh, yeah, the good ones are... Uh, a guy that looks like uh, Iceman from, from Mega and, Man. Uh, Gorilla Grodd. The ones on the show, like the Reverse Flash and stuff, there's some yeah, cool the, ones Yeah, the, the other show. ones that have like the speed powers are usually pretty decent. Yeah. But like all most of the other Flash villains are pretty meh. Yeah. In my limited experience, watched like three episodes that I've seen of the show and various <laughs> uh, animations. So I don't know. Oh, that, I think that's the funny thing. It's like uh, if you look at the other side of the the park there with all the Marvel stuff, like they took a bunch of like characters that don't seem like they can do much on screen and made them like super cool. Like look at like Hawkeye, they turned him into an absolute badass. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, still he's still cool. way cooler than than Deadshot. <laughs> Will Smith's Deadshot. I agree with that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. He's a badass. Yeah. No, my whole point problem with this is the reason that was the name of Amanda Wallace. Amanda Waller Amanda came up with Waller. the Suicide Squad. <laughs> came <laughs> up with the Suicide Squad was because Superman came. And what if he was a bad guy? And the, the whole yeah. like. You guys went and done shit to Superman. I don't care how many Captain Boomerangs and dead shots you have. Like, that doesn't make any sense that that was the team you put together to get Superman. Like, the cool thing with the Netflix Defenders, those guys, like, that, they're not trying to go after aliens. Yeah, they're trying to go yeah, after... Yeah, it's cool. It's all street-level stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's bad gang criminals and ninjas and shit. It's <laughs> not uh, fucking Superman, the most powerful superhero of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah, but it's taking Superman, like, Ten seconds, if you wanted to, to take out that entire squad. Like, what's like, what's Harley Quinn gonna do? Swing a baseball bat at Superman? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, maybe if the baseball bat was made out of kryptonite, and you didn't see it coming for some reason. Like, like that's the answer to everything, though. Like, give him kryptonite. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. give Captain Boomerang a, a kryptonite boomerang. <laughs> you know, it's... it doesn't make. Yeah, Deadshot's gonna snipe him twelve times in the eye. Well, it doesn't matter. It's fucking Superman, so therefore yeah. you're dead. Unless yeah. he's got kryptonite bullets. We've seen bullets yeah. bounce out of his eye. It's always unless kryptonite is always the answer when it comes to Superman. I know. Yeah, lame. Yeah. I, I actually I, I rewatched uh, uh, Batman vs Superman the other day. Um, still, once again, could have been watching Stranger Things. Strangers. Well, I had yeah. it on the background. I wasn't really paying that close attention, but I um, just again Batman straight up fucking murdering people. Well, that's nothing new for Batman movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I. I, I did think watching it uh, a couple of scenes again that I, I it did make me like Henry Cavill's Superman a little more. Um, just him being like, uh, I, I like that he was pissed off at uh, Batman when they're when they're fighting. Like even Superman had enough at that point. <laughs> he had an assful of ba- Batman shit. <laughs> uh, but again, that was like the high point of that movie, really. So that's not saying much. Uh, and then it all went down the shit when they, they fought the cave troll. <laughs> it the cave troll's stupid, cave but troll. that's when Wonder Yeah, Woman that's that is when Wonder's Yeah, part. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Wonder Woman was like the kryptonite for <laughs> for <laughs> shitty uh shitty DC movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so any- Did we talk about how Superman would have won if he was just wearing a mithril vest? Because Cave Troll can't stab through Mithril Vest. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely would have won. Also, the whole plot point where fucking Lois throws the thing in the water 
It's just like God. so <laughs> arbitrary. Like, I wonder if this is going to come into play later. What'd you throw in the water? Pregnancy also, why? Like, what? Like, I'm watching again. What? Like, geez. no, we've already established in in, in uh, Mallrats. If Superman ever did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you blow, well, it happened you, you in like the blow, blow, blow through Superman's like, shotgun. Anyways, uh, why why does Lois know to go back and get the spear? By the way, because she's smart. She's smart. Even though a second before that she threw it away, yeah. but then she realized, oh, we might need this glowing. But yeah, rod she does. She doesn't know what they're fighting. Well, I guess. Uh, well, she kind of does. I guess. Either way, I think. I give her credit for being smart to realize that, but yeah, she, I don't know why she threw it away. I mean, she wanted to get it away from Superman as far as possible, I guess. But Superman, yeah, it's, whatever. It's dumb. All right. Well, that's that's my news and rehash of certain things we've talked about a million times. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything you would like to interject, add here? Not really. Other than I'm falling behind on my summer movies, I haven't seen. I'm looking at the list here. Baby Driver, I still want to see. Okay. War of the Planet oh, of the Apes. Good. Dunkirk. Uh, even though that Valerian movie looks like it's bad reviews, I still want to yeah. see it. And Atomic Blonde. So I'm falling behind. So I'm going to hopefully next week go catch up on some of these yeah. movies. Try, try to see one of them. Uh, either Atomic Blonde or Valerian. I don't know what those Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, when I actually sit down and watch them, like I'm more or less entertained. But the idea of me going to see one just holds no appeal. I don't know why. I've seen them all in the theater, so I want to continue yeah, that trend. Yeah, I yeah. like them. Like, I don't, yeah, I think, uh, I yeah, no, I think, I think, I think they're why good. I, I just, for whatever reason, I can't get myself to go out of my way to see them. They're showing Dunkirk on the 70 millimeter screen or in IMAX over here. Yeah. So I kind of want to see that. Even though that movie doesn't interest me that much, the fact that it's Nolan will probably make me go see it. But I'll go see it. Convinced. <laughs> But I want to see that Valerian movie before it gets out because I heard it's doing bad. So I want to see it before it leaves. Yeah, I guess it's it's apparently a huge flop, like like yeah. nowhere oh, near to the amount of money they spent on it. It's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, I like Luke. I Luke. I like Luke. Bazon. Luke Basson. Yeah, like mm. I said, I think it deserves me going to watch it, giving my money because I like that shit. Um, so gotta go do it. That's all. That's all I got. All right, Alex. Nope. All right. I think, we're, I think that All wraps right. up the news. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.